Welcome, welcome, welcome to WWW. What happened this week in the world, and what does the word say about it? I'm Ken H. from Houston. Welcome back 2021. For those faithful followers and those who corresponded over the pandemic period, I am so grateful and faithful, and thank you so very much. Let's get started. As you're hearing, we're back in the studio, and so I'm very glad to be back. A fantastic opportunity for us to reconnect, as I think more than ever, this is the time we want to connect and come back. The pandemic hit everybody hard. I think there's no one in the audience that I certainly know. Certainly, I know plenty of people, as you do. No one was exempt from the pandemic drama that occurred, whether that's somebody you knew that perhaps got ill, perhaps unfortunately passed away, or recovered and you're celebrating their life again. I had family members who had the same. I had friends who had the same. And unfortunately, we all had to go through it together. But we are slowly but surely coming out. America does seem to be leading the way as far as less masks, less activities, less time uh, behind. We have our vaccines rolling out, positive or negative on your feelings about the vaccine, but we are going to get started. For those of you new to the program, happy weekend, I guess we'll say it. Again, I'm Ken H. coming to you from Houston, Texas. We are always going to produce this show after one week of activities. The show will go very simply. We have a little week of what happened in the world. What are the events, some topical events, some things that have occurred. We'll take a little break, and we are very proud to say once again, Travel and Leisure has joined our sponsorship program. They're going to be with us through the entirety of the year, through the actual go. We'll have a transitional period, and then we're going to go right into what does the word think about it. We had a little tweaking to the show for those that are faithful followers. We used to just talk about what I perhaps thought about those events of the week, what I thought about those current events. We're going to change it up just a little bit, as I think it's perhaps time, and we're going to bring a little bit of what the Word would say about those very topical issues, those things that mean so much to us and so much to so many. What in the world? How can we get a little support? How can we get a little following? How can we get a little more grounded in the events that are occurring? So that's the plan. That's the game plan. Midnight and I are still here. He is doing great. Last week he celebrated his 25th birthday. For those that are fans of the show, of course, know that I came to America from the Netherlands with my horse Midnight. We are here in Houston. It is hot. I don't know where you're listening from, but I know here in Houston it is hot, and that's okay, but it does get hot. But we are glad to be back. We are glad to be here. Let's get in this program. Things that happened, of course, this week, if you were aware, our President Biden went over and had a summit in Switzerland with Vladimir Putin. That was a big deal because that's the first time those two had met personally. Biden took his first European tour this week, and it was a chance for him to see the G7 there in the UK, and we'll talk a minute about that. We'll talk about how he then went over and talked to the NATO allies in Brussels, and then, of course, how he again met Putin in Switzerland. Lots happening in those meetings. You could read a lot from it. Those that are friends of the Bidens, those that are in the media, of course, that want to jump praise on our president currently, they, of course, felt it was a monumental trip, both in the UK, 
both in Brussels, then in, uh, in Switzerland with Putin. They couldn't scream enough platitudes for that, that uh, opportunity, those photo ops, those meetings. If you were a critic of the president, then you certainly saw those moments as well, where the pictures started to resurface quickly about how Biden was following the group of G7 leaders. Everybody up front, perhaps Angela Merkel, uh, Boris Johnson as it was in the UK, the Queen of England as well. All of those pictures and those people were highlighting the fact that our US president was in the back of the group. Not out front, not up front like it was with the previous administration, but in the back. And so you had this moment. Again, if you're a supporter of this particular president, he can do no wrong. If you're an anti-president uh, at this stage, or let's say an anti-Biden uh, person, you could find everything wrong. And that was just the same way that we had with Trump. If you were a supporter of Trump, it seemed he could do no wrong. If you were against Trump, boy, there were problems at every turn. So it just seems to be the way we're living in our political world, if you're for or against. Now, we had Biden talking with Putin. We had so much on the table. There was the cyber attacks that we had. We had the cyber attack on our colonial pipeline, the cyber attack on our meatpacking industry. And so what did Biden do? Well, he went to, to Putin and he said, I'm going to give you a list a list of items that you can't touch, a list of industries that you are not allowed to strike. Putin said, thanks for the list. I'll put it right here in this pocket, and we'll make sure that we get uh, some attention to it as we move forward. Well, good or bad, again, if you're a proponent of, of uh, Biden's, and you say, what a dumb idea. That was such a terrible plan. You now just gave the sniper a target of what to attack. If you're a fan of the president, then you said, well, of course, he needed to soar up those relationships and those industries and protect them from the evil Putin and his regime. So that's simply the facts. That's what it is. Did they talk about China? Not one mention, apparently, of China, except that we all know that China and Russia are getting a bit closer. Good or bad doesn't seem to be something positive for us when it comes to the pipeline. Everybody, of course, is very frustrated still that the president in his first day in office canceled the construction of the Keystone Pipeline. Not a great play because it lost more than 11 to 12,000 jobs in one swift motion of the pen. And yet Russia is able to continue constructing their pipeline to give Germany and the Europeans some much needed oil supplies. So again, back and forth, am I happy about it? Am I sad about it? Would I wish it be different? Yeah, I do wish it be different because it seems like once again, we're having more interest in what does the world think? How can we participate in their lives and their activities and make their lives better versus what's best for the American interest? And that's not the job of the President of the United States to worry and worry about the Europeans and are their lives better when American lives are suffering at that swift pen action. So we have a couple of things. Then you've got the U.S. economy. Well, it's not getting any better, of course. We all know that a year ago, gasoline prices were $1 cheaper than they are now. Now, that's not a good thing. But you have an economy that the economists, those people that are in the know, perhaps a bit smarter than me for sure, are going to suggest to you that we have, hey, a economy that's going to be inflated. There's going to be some inflationary notes. Even the federal chairman 
Powell has said he's going to potentially have to raise interest rates between the next two years. So that's showing the markets a simple sign that we are recognizing. Everybody here listening to my voice can know, including myself, prices are higher this year than they were last year. Whether it's your meats, your foods, your cheeses, your breads, your products, your gasoline, everything is higher. Is that stopping us from traveling? Not at all. 5.2 million people went through the weekend uh, TSA suggested last weekend. So people are getting out traveling. They're getting back into the world. They're going to make this go forward. I want to live again that great American spirit of I appreciate the lockdown. I appreciate the fact we had to be safe for the pandemic. But now there's time for me to get back to life as I once knew it. And I'm going to go there. I'm absolutely going to go there. So that's the couple of topics that we're going to discuss today and what in the world we're going to discuss about them. That's the government. That's the president. That's the leaders. That's the decisions that they make. That's the way they're being presented. Both also the critics of the president and the government. Those are the critics that we'll discuss, those kind of topic ideas. And, of course, that economy. How in the world are we going to deal with the economy? What can you do about it? What can we do about it? Why in the world are we even discussing it? Clearly, the policies of this government have created the decisions in our world and in the prices that we're now ensuing. So those are the things that we'll get into. And, of course, that's exciting for me to turn the page. I am so delighted to have this first show of 2021 back, and I'm grateful you're here. You can find the program on every podcast availability. That's iTunes, Spotify, and the rest. We are in 16 different podcast sections, and we're coming up on our break, and here, let's get started. Travel and Leisure Magazine. I am so delighted that they continue to join us in this show. Thank you so very much. If you've never had an idea whether you want to go a quick getaway weekend or you want to have an excursion or perhaps a luxurious beach vacation, Travel and Leisure Magazine is the place to go. 1-866-737-8037. There are operators standing by or you can travel on your computer, www.travelandleisure.com backslash order today 58% off because you're listeners of the WWW program how about that for some new transitional music our engineers were working in the studio very queerly and quickly to make sure that we had some great new show, a little new program now that we're back in the studio, and I'm delighted for their assistance. So thanks, Sam. Appreciate your help in that regard. It was a fantastic session to get this uh, new show created and produced, and we're now live and doing the program. Here we go. So what is the word? We made a little tweak again to the program. Those faithful listeners are going to find this session a bit less about my personal opinions and perhaps a bit more about what the word might say about these particular topics. And again, that's going to be fun for me to do because I am a believer and I do have a believing spirit. And I know that there is a lot to be discussed in this word about so many of our daily life activities, the things that are absolutely a part of our daily life and so how can we kind of be a bit more prepared perhaps how can we be a bit less stressed is my hope that we can certainly have a bit less stress 
about these topics? Oh my gosh, the president in Russia, and oh my, what does that mean to me? Oh, the economy and the monies, and how does that mean to me? We have some clear, real live, structural, wonderful things that are said on a daily basis. And so every week, my hope and my prayer is that we're going to be able to come together and you can have some sort of understanding of this week's activities. Maybe they were topsy-turvy. Maybe they were calm. Maybe they were exciting. Maybe they were crazy. But we'll find some confidence in them. So let's get right to it. Of course, our first on the block was this government. We've got a government that we have. If you were a fan of the past president and you were a Trump supporter, obviously that leadership is no longer in power making those decisions. If you're a fan of the present uh, government in hand, then you of course have that in mind. And so how in the world do I rectify? How do I kind of deal with the fact that the government that is making the decisions is not the government that I voted for? I didn't want this government, but I've got to somehow deal with them. Is that good? Is that bad? Do I like it? Do I hate it? That's not fair. Well, that word fair, that word happy, you're going to hear me say quite often. The words happy are not in the Bible anywhere, not in each chapter, not any verse. Never does God mention the word happy. And that's interesting personally to me because so much happiness is everybody's desire. They want to be happy. They want to live happily. They want to be happy. And yet that is a momentary thing. Did I have a good meal? I'm happy. Was it a bad meal? I'm unhappy. So much of that happiness is relative to the moment. So therefore, God knew that that happy word can't be part of this system. That can't be a part of your life that he could promise because that's a momentary flux based on a mood, based on an action. So here we go with the fair. Is the government being fair to me? Well, they may or may not be, and in fairness, that's sometimes the way I feel as well. Sometimes I don't think their decisions seem fair to either me or perhaps my businesses or my parents and my family's businesses or other things. So is it fair? Yeah, I, 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 let's, let's take it moment by moment. But what does the word say? Well, the word says in Romans 13, you do have to support your government. That's the part that makes it interesting, okay, right? Every person in the subjection to the government authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God. So there must be a point or a reason for them to be there. Maybe it's to wake up some people to say, wow, this is different than the last guy. This is different than the last administration. This is different than the last government that didn't raise the prices of everything I had. So I... I, I I think I need to be a paying attention a bit more. And maybe that's good because that decision can help you act in an appropriate manner. But do we rebel? Do we go against? Do we cause an anarchy? No, the answer to that is absolutely not. We are not about to do that because that's not what the word says. So we're not going to go there. So we're to be supportive. I didn't vote for this president, Kent. I don't, I don't, I don't like what he's doing. Well, let's get to that Putin and Biden beating in, in Switzerland. It reminded me very quickly because the connotations were he is a weak man, he is not going to go well, Putin has been there forever, he's a strong figure, you have those shirtless pictures of Putin on the horse and the hunting pictures and you've got a older, 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 feeble man. Like it or not, it's true, it is what it is. And this feeble man is going up against David and Goliath immediately came straight to mind. 
Because so you run over to 1 Samuel 17, 23 on into 51, and you hear the whole story about David and Goliath. And if you remember that story clearly, we'll do a quick little synopsis. Nobody believed in David. Even his own brothers were seeing him when he came up to see what the excitement was at the, at the cliff and find out who was, what was going on. Even those brothers were saying, what are you doing here? And David, would, like any brother, would snap back, what did I do? And sure enough, that's the story. So you've got the people that were immediately not a fan of David. You're not going to be able to beat this guy. He's 15 feet tall, and you're just a little boy. David remembered, I can do this. I've beaten the bull, the bear, and the lion, albeit with God's help, of course. But I did that. God brought me through those times of danger. So I have the confidence to do it. I can do this. And so then he looks over. And sure enough, the end of that story, we all know the end is, is that David go, defeated Goliath. What happened to the brothers? We never hear anything about. What happened to the naysayers of David? Now they were cheering and screaming his praises. Now they were saying, ah, oh, the great David, the great David, the great David. So you have to kind of bring yourself to the reminder, and you think about this reminder, that what in the world do I do when there's somebody that's doing something that I'm not so confident about? Well, I'm going to give you the piece of advice in this first program of 2021. Maybe it's best that we don't say anything. Because all those people that said, David, you're crazy. David, you're young. David, you're small. David, you'll never win. You're going to make us look bad. Kind of had a little egg on their face as David took only one stone and slay Goliath and defeated the giant. Now, did Biden do that? Who knows? We're not going to go there. The point is, perhaps sometimes those opinions about the David and Goliath, you're not able to, you know a colleague, you know a friend, you have a family member going to do something. Maybe it's best to keep those comments to yourself. Maybe the message in this week's uh, word is, let's not be such a critic. Let's not throw out those critical elements of the argument so quickly, because guess what? If they succeed, fantastic, of course but it makes you look like a bad person, makes you look like the bad guy for not being so confident, faithful, dare we say, happy for their success. So that would be my message on this first topic, the government we need to support, even if we didn't vote for them, we do have a, a word of support, that they are there for a reason, God has let them have the victory, Will they be there forever? No, that's the beauty of our system. They're never going to be there forever, and that's fantastic. They can always be voted out, and perhaps that will happen. But that's we are not to cause anarchy. We are not to cause rebellion. That part is huge in our story. And then the David and Goliath moment, when you have your leaders go up against the other leaders. We need to be rooting for our president, even if we didn't vote for him. That's a part of that support we just talked about. We need to hope and do that he does well. Because if he does well on the world stage, then America looks well on the world stage. And we want that. We want that better than any. And our final thought and our topic is going to finish with this economy. These monies, obviously, again, it's the governmental decisions, these policies they're putting into place that are causing these monies to rise, our prices of oil to go up, our prices of, of products to go up. How in the world do we deal with this money topic? Well, that's always a great topic in well. Do you know in the Word, there's 135 references to money of some sort. Some sort of money is mentioned 135 times. That's 94 times in the Old Testament and 41 times in the New Testament. 
So what does that mean to us? Well, in fairness, we have to just remember the things that are important about money. We have to have it. There is no way around it. You're not going to be able and certainly not ever going to hear from me that money is not something that we can just do away with or we can just not have. We're going to have to have it. It's a bartering system. It's the way we pay for our goods and services. So we have to deal with it. So how do we deal with it? Well, of course, the first and foremost thing, we find the simplest one and where perhaps the struggle of the money comes and that's the love of money. First Timothy 6.10 tells us that. For the love of money is the root of all sorts of evil. I like that, that people miss that part. They just say money is the root of all evil. That's not what it says. Money is the root of all sorts of evil. And some by longing for it have wandered away from the faith and piercing themselves with many a pang. That's the part that's important to me. They fall in love with money more than the fact that they just have it as a, it is something they have to deal with. It's just a commodity. And it's not something that they should fall in love with. It's not something that they should cherish or they should love. It's the love of the money leads to all sorts of evil. And that's kind of where I'm coming. Second Timothy, when we go to the next chapter, Second Timothy 3 in verse 2 says, For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful and unholy. That's where that all sorts of evil come from. That's the part that I wanted to focus on here for the last part of our section in this series as we get started in what happened this week in the world and what does the word say about it. The men will become lovers of self. You know any people that are more interested in making sure their happiness is above yours, their happiness above their families, their happiness comes first? Hmm. Lovers of money, again, they putting all sorts of emphasis on the fact that I have money and, oh, I can pay for things and I shouldn't be buying all this stuff. Remember, it's the decisions that we make with the money that cause you to get into trouble. If perhaps you're having some financial troubles, it's not the fact that you have money or perhaps you don't have money. It's that when you had the money, what did you do with it? What were your decisions? Did you run yourself up into a credit debt? Unfortunately, the debt of most Americans is rather high and the credit they have is rather low. The average savings account of Americans in 2021 is $2,500. Now you say, Ken, oh, I have more than that. Well, that just puts you above the average. Or you say, Ken, I don't even have that. That puts you below the national average. But the sad part is, again, your decisions have added to where you are above or below that average $2,500 savings account line. So the desire in this message today, the desire in my heart is to share with you just because you have the money doesn't mean it's just something to maybe just spend on every single thing. Come up with a system. Come up with a way to deal with your monies. Come up with an idea. What should be the best way to do and handle those monies that you have? Perhaps I should wait a bit. Perhaps I should see if the item goes on sale. Perhaps it's not something that I truly need right this second, truly need right now. I'm not actually needing this item right now. Is that okay? Is that, can we wait a bit? Is it possible to wait? That'd be the desire of my heart. I'm hoping that you have a chance to do everything that you want to do. And I have a feeling that you'll have that opportunity 
with the right decisions. If you have a chance to take that money that you've earned so hard, you've worked so hard for it, you've been blessed by it, you have this opportunity to have the money, I pray that you'll have some great moments of discernment, some great moments of decision, either to save it, perhaps take it on a travel and leisure plan because your family could use the break and you have budgeted for it and you've got a little spot, you've got some time away from work and it's important to have that break and get away and have that rest and you use it wisely. Or perhaps you don't buy the little items that you so desperately think you need to make you happy because after the newness wears off, you're no longer happy. And then some debt collector calls you because unfortunately you owe that guy a regular bill and you don't have the money. My hope is that you make great decisions. My hope is that we find the answer because we all know the prices of items are going to change as we go. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Ken H. It's been a fantastic first program. Welcome back to 2021. We are under one sky, the final song of our program each day. Go out and make it the best week you can next week. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great rest of your day. All in favor.